Hello, and welcome to the Shibari Study Podcast. Today, I have on my friend Star. You'll know her as Miss Marilyn. She's an artist, a dominatrix, and a personal muse of mine. <laughs> so, welcome to the podcast. First thing I'd like to say is congratulations on the Barbie movie. And that's probably thank a really so big much. deal and for thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for finding the time to have me. Um, yeah. In fact, sorry, I forgot I'm Australian. Um, <laughs> Should have thank you for so much. Out. Thank you so much for having me. I was only obviously. Wait, I went really English there. I can't remember what an Australian sounds like. I was only available, available for a short time between the premieres, and you managed to accommodate me. So thank you so much, and I really hope that you enjoy the film when you see it. Wow. <laughs> shockingly good to me i mean how many accents can you do can you do a lot do america oh do it do how uh, i sound well, this is how you sound you <laughs> kind of sound like you're not really bothered about what people think and like you know where are you from in america i'm from i'm from new orleans originally but i have okay. purposely lost the accent because I didn't okay. want yeah, like yeah. the twang. I put the G's on the ends of words instead of being like going, fixing, you know, going, things like fixing. that. Okay. So I put the G's on the ends of my words. I kind of, and also I was a big mumbler. I was a big kind of teetering off in statements person. Okay. So it was like, I'd be like, so how are you kind of doing doing this? Yeah, that's fucking annoying. <laughs> it is. It is. It's difficult to yeah. hear. Um, and it's not good for communicating. So no. I put those on there because I wanted people to think that. I was well, I would never have been able to guess that you were from Orleans. No, so <laughs> well, and it's so funny because like I feel like a like a like a New Orleans accent. It's kind of like you have like marbles in your mouth, and it's just like kind of okay. like it's, yeah, it's kind of this is very good. Carnival, yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense that you got accents. You probably studied it in your acting training i did okay i'm gonna let this joke go now um for people that don't know star looks a lot like margot robbie who was just in the barbie movie anyway <laughs> not so much anymore not so much anymore because she has lost loads of weight to be barbie mm. so her face is kind of like her face like I think I, I I don't personally see it, but I see it more before Barbie than now because I'm seeing her now and she's very, very svelte. But obviously she's been Barbie and Barbie is yeah. like that. So yeah. I understand, but. <laughs> Do you think that she would be a good dominatrix? I think I think she'd be good at anything that she'd put her hand to. What a really we've, great we've got a mutual friend, so I, I'm really hoping to meet her at some point. We're gonna start like a petition or something like that. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, right? I said to our mutual friend, because he said he uh, saw the reel that I posted yesterday um, about you know the fact that I'm not Margot Robbie, but we have both shown our cunts to Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, he messaged me saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna show her this tomorrow," because obviously she's in London now. And uh, I, I said, let her know that she's got first dibs for playing me when they eventually make a movie about my life. <laughs> the star biopic. <laughs> I love it. How did you become a dom? Like, what, what was that? Was that like? Uh, so, oh God, everyone's heard this story, but it was actually my dad told me to do it. What? Not in like a, not in like a sort of weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I, uh, I wanted to be an actress. 
Uh, so after I left school, I studied acting at school and then I went to study acting kind of full time. Um, and after that, we've got these places over here called um, like the London Dungeon and the Edinburgh Dungeon. Um, and basically it's like a tour, but all along the tour, you meet kind of like historical figures. Okay. So I worked there for a while as a cannibal. <laughs> from scottish history called um basically it was sonny beans a really famous like scottish cannibal legend and i was one of his kids his like incestuous kids which obviously (laughs) suits me yeah because i'm so mad into incest but um (laughs) not real incest or rhetorical um so yeah basically i i kind of just i didn't really know what i was doing with myself I had loads of interests, but they were all kind of things that were really hard to get into. And the thing is, by the time I was 18, I had loads of tattoos. And I I don't know if you know this, but it's really hard to get into acting if you've got tattoos, because obviously you're not a blank slate. Yeah, It's fine for Angelina Jolie, because she's Angelina Jolie, and they're happy to cover it up, but I'm nobody, so I was a bit fucked. Anyway, my dad kind of said, have you ever thought about becoming a dominatrix? And uh, I was like, no. This was actually when I was 16. And I, I didn't, I didn't really know what a dominatrix was apart from kind of like, like in my head it was just like Catwoman, like yeah, yeah, Pfeiffer's Catwoman. That's it. That's all I knew. Um, so I googled it and I googled Edinburgh dominatrix, and there was only like two people came up, and neither of them were really like what I had in mind. I got in touch with them, and one of them never got back to me. One of them told me to fuck off, basically. But I was sixteen years old. Um, so fair enough and then it kind of just stayed in the back of my head until one day just by chance um, a new erotic boutique was opening in town and I went along and kind of hit it off with the, with the owner of the shop and it turned out to be Mistress Inca and she basically said hey do you want to be a dominatrix and I was like yeah and then the next thing I know I get a text being like hi be at my flat for 12 we've got a strap on booking <laughs> and I I had nothing like I had no clothes no clue like I didn't even know really what strap on was at the time yeah. so I was like I was 19 at this point so I had to go into town like two hours before 12 to buy clothes that I thought like a dominatrix would wear and I took my friend Cara and we were like what shoes do we buy what clothes do we buy like what's what's my look like what's I hadn't even like had a name or anything yet and then I I literally I went that day and I worked every day after that for like six months holy shit that's incredible I have so many questions I mean I think my first one is that most people's relationship with their parents is not cool and they don't like that they're sex workers it's incredible that your dad like encouraged you to do that well, here's the thing, right? My dad didn't really know what it entailed. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so obviously he knew it was sex work, but uh, throughout kind of my journey doing sex work, he's kind of heard about the stuff that I do at work, and he's like, oh, my God. I think he very much thought it was just, like, spanking guys, and that's it. Yeah. Um, he actually t- he told me to do it because he's a, he's a builder, and he'd always wanted to make sex furniture. So that's why he kind of said, look, why don't you be a dominatrix? And if you open a dungeon, I'll make your furniture. So that was kind of where he was coming from, not like be a dominatrix because you're really sexy. I mean, no, maybe totally. he thought that as well, but that's not what he said. Yeah. 
yeah yeah um, so yeah that's the, that's the origin like that's just the, it was it was all down to my dad that's how it put in my head I think if he hadn't said it to me when I was 16 it's not something that I would ever have thought about because it's just not it's especially back then obviously sex work is kind of more prevalent in society now but now uh, back then like 11 years ago it was really really underground like yeah. there was like although twitter existed um there was no kind of instagram there's nothing like that so i yeah i just um it's not something that i would have come across naturally at yeah. that point in my life unless you know my dad had said it so i don't think it would have ever happened if it hadn't been for my dad saying it it's so cool. It's so humanizing hearing him say that because he just said it like any other profession. Like you should be a doctor. You should be a dominatrix. Yeah, you should yeah. Be this no, so it's like and like there was never. I'm I'm so privileged in that. I actually grew up really Catholic, and you you said you know people people's relationship with their parents like their parents aren't cool with them being sex workers, and um, it was actually a weird like conversation because we we never chatted about sex in my house like at all, and I remember telling my mum like oh I've lost my virginity and she like reacted so badly I had to pretend it was a joke <laughs> I was like ah I got you <laughs> um and then all of a sudden my dad was like you should be a dominatrix, but when he said you should be a dominatrix for the next few years i also thought it was very much just like you spank guys and that's it i didn't know about like enema play strap on like yeah. cross dress like dogging i didn't know any of that so i like i didn't have a realistic idea of it at all until i actually started doing it and i i actually there's a story she'll probably kill me for telling you but <laughs> the very first session that we had um it, she had water sports at the end and I, like, no clue what water sports was. I was 19 years old. Obviously, like, I'd had a lot of sex at that point, but nothing, like, nothing mad. So anyway, she peed on the guy at the end in her shiver tray, and I'm I'm staring at his cock, right? Um, I'm, I'm staring at his cock, and then, like, weirdly, like, blood starts to come out of his cock, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? What the fuck is happening? But I'm, like, trying to stay cool because, obviously, like, I'm at my fucking job, so yeah, I, I yeah. just don't really say anything. Don't really say anything. And this guy starts, like, panicking, like, sitting in the shiver tray. And then Inca just, like, gets off him. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry. I was so sure I put a tampon in. And I was like... <laughs> wow. And I was, just, I was just like, fucking hell, like this is mad and she asked me she asked me to pee on him after yeah um like he really want this guy really wanted me to piss on him um and i i couldn't go like i in my head it was just that like totally. no you do not you do not like pee out in public in front <laughs> yeah. of someone like yeah like not like i wasn't i didn't have any shame or like negativity about it it was just like my body was like no <laughs> yeah totally your body was like shut up pee. you don't pee on someone we cannot pee right now so did she know that you were like really out of your element and like didn't know any of this stuff or were you trying to like hide those things from her? So weirdly enough, like we, she had been, she's a wee bit older than me and she had been like really kinky in her relationships and stuff. But it was funny when I first started working as a dominatrix, we would spend like hours and hours just sitting on porn sites, like watching loads of videos and stuff that we didn't know about. Um, and I remember like sitting next to her having a glass of wine and we were watching videos of like penile sounding 
And the first one we watched was a guy who'd actually split his whole cock in half doing it. And we were like, (laughs) what the fuck is this? Um, There was actually a guy, uh, there was a video. Do you know that like one man, one jar video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. There was also another video and it was called like Kid in a Sandbox. Okay. And it was just a guy like fucking his urethra with like the handle end of a screwdriver. Really, really classic move there. (laughs) And it was like one of the first things I seen a sounding and I had no idea what sounding was. And again, like this was 11 years ago. So like even the internet in general, like although the information was there, it was like really buried down. Yeah, totally. Um, So like all these terms and stuff, like, oh, it was an education. (laughs) How did you feel when you saw that? When you felt like sounding type of stuff at first? Like, what did you think? I was so shocked. I was, I was, I was so shocked. Yeah. Not disgusted or anything. I was just like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? Yeah. Um, Like the handle of a screw, like it wasn't a small screwdriver. It wasn't like a little travel kit (laughs) screwdriver. It was like a proper fucking screwdriver. It's not like babies for a screwdriver here. Like we're doing serious work with this. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, like, I can just remember just sitting at this computer screen and just kind of like shouting like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And then seeing obviously that guy's split cock because he's done it so much that he split the top of it. And then he got off on like the body modification side of it. And honestly my mind was blown like the amount of stuff that I just I kind of just immersed myself for the first like two years that I was doing it I read everything I could I watched everything I could and I was I just like spent my days like with my mind absolutely yeah. fucking blown I fucking um that. yeah because I I like you know at 19 you think you know everything right you think you know everything about sex yeah and I just had my ass handed to me, like, from day one. I was like, I know shit. nothing about this shit. And neither do you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I fucking hope not. <laughs> you bloody pervert. Do you and your dad, like, joke about this now? Like, is it... Yeah, we do, actually. We didn't in the first few years. I think he was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, yeah. my little girl, my little girl is, like fucking men up the ass every day like what was i thinking um and now yeah we joke about it loads loads and loads all right my other question to go back a little bit was you said you went out and you're like you went with your friend you're like what do dominatrixes wear i need to get something i'm just curious what you got like what was like the thing in your head where you're like this will (laughs) work Oh, right, so basically, I don't know if you know it, but we've got this like really tacky like br- like franchise of sex shops over here that are called like Ann Summers. Okay, I do not. No, but... so basically, like I don't know the American equivalent, but basically, I went into Ann Summers, and obviously, Fifty Shades of Grey was like you. This was years before Fifty Shades of Grey, so none of the, you had like none of the PVC, none of the like the ties, none of the handcuffs, nothing. So there was like. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to need to buy something black and yeah. shiny. Um, and I, I couldn't really find anything. And I ended up I ended up finding this, like, black PVC mini dress in their, like, bargain bin at the back. Wow. But it was, it was like, it was honestly, like, five sizes too big for me. So I needed to, like, wrap it. it around myself and then, like, safety pin it at the back. And I also, like, bought a pair of, like, really horrible black patent, like, mary jane shoes yeah and then i went to like this very like basic old woman shop and i bought like this like v- black velvet dressing 
I had no fucking clue. I had yeah. no clue. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, so how long did it take you to kind of find your style? Because you're like a really funny person. Like I like I feel like humor probably influences a lot of your sessions and things like that. Yeah. Well, it didn't. It didn't used to. I used to. Um, I don't know if you know this, but for I think about six years, I used a fake accent for work. But like, I mean, double down. I mean, everything. Like, if I was at an event, if I did a podcast, if I met anyone in the industry, I did this like 24-7 accent. I did it in every session. And then all of a sudden, I got asked to like compare an event um, over here in Manchester. And I was up, I was up on the thing being like, and and next we're gonna have the sub games. And but then I like drank too much and I kept going from like the accent to my real accent and people were starting to get really confused. I fucking love it. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I've ruined it. Like I've yeah. just absolutely fucked it. How many years so, did you do um, this? So I I did the accent solidly for six years. Amazing. Um Amazing. I also there was a there was a point in time um I was in the dungeon with us uh, with a client who'd been like my client for like four years and he had only ever heard me speak like this you pathetic little bitch and then there was a girl like this mad girl who also used the dungeon and she like like kicked the door in during the session and I went from talking like this to being like get the fuck here what are you doing <laughs> and she left and he was like what happened to your voice and i i like didn't know that I'd, my voice had changed and yeah. i was like oh my god what do you mean what happened to me <laughs> so so like why did you do the the accent in the beginning like what kind of brought that on i guess is the question so I like I'd done a few se- I think I'd done like two or three sessions in my normal accent at the very beginning. And then I'd done some phone line work. Um and one of like my phone lines was like horny private schoolgirl. Oh my god. And every time I did the phone line, I would put on the accent and it wow. had such a massive like it just everyone I spoke to loved it so much they thought it was so sexy so I was like right fuck it that'll be my whole thing then yeah. I'll just be like horny like posh private English schoolgirl and that's what I went with for years until I got too drunk and everyone found out I was Scottish <laughs> and you're like fuck it were you kind of happy that people found out that like and you didn't have to do it like was there any of that kind I enjoyed of like it. Okay. it was actually do you know what it was actually a lot easier to do my job because it was like putting on a character yeah yeah whereas and i also never used to use humor a lot in my sessions at all it was very like strict like business yeah business dom like bad bitch um and then all of a sudden i had my own voice and i was like oh shit it's me doing these sessions now not this fucking <laughs> yeah not this girl yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah i feel like that is something weird because like nobody in kink is like themselves really like there's personas and i feel like yeah. that like the more stuff you start to do like the more like it gets confused with like this like kind of fake person and, and a real yeah. person were you oh, doing God, it was so much easier yeah i bet i mean like were you doing art as well like painting and things like that no nothing like that at all um i i worked i didn't do anything else at all i dormed full time 
um, for about like seven, eight years. And then I started to do kind of other bits on the side here and there. Um, so it was just, it was just kink 24 seven. Um, but yeah, I think as well, cause of the acting background, like I, yeah. it, it was just like a client was coming. So like when the door would knock, the act would start. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it was yeah. just like, right, this is the scene. Whereas when my own voice came out, I was like really nervous because I was like, oh shit, it's me now. Like this isn't an act. It's actually yeah. me. Like this is who yeah. they're getting. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I am able to do this. Like Marilyn's a different person. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's like pretty hard to like, I don't know, separate the two. Um, yeah, it really, it was really interesting. I do have a question kind of mm -hmm. moving forward in the timeline. I feel like this podcast is all for me because I'm just curious about what's like. That's, listen, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, Shabari study pays for this podcast. So I feel like we should talk about real bondage for a moment. Um, yes. Have you used it? Do you like it? I love it. I love it so much. I don't know anywhere near as much as I used to. I used to use it all the time. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of like... Uh, Oh god, what's the word? Predicament bondage with it. Mm, yes, absolute favorite, absolute Me favorite. Too. Um, and I, I learned, I learned Shibari quite heavily for the first few years of doming, um, and then kind of moved away from it and kind of forgot it. And there's been a few times I've kind of like went back into it quite seriously and started learning again. Um, but I think especially where I live, there's really not a very good rope scene. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's so difficult. Um, but Shibari Study, I've actually I've been uh, subscribed to Shibari Study um, quite a few times, and had great fun like doing the tutorials and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's just it's just it is very complicated when it's you get a lot of a work. certain level. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Did you have in the beginning like did you have clients asking for rope bondage or? Yeah, I did. Um, there was one guy who used to like drive for like four hours for like a five hour session, and it was just like really heavy rope bondage. Gotcha. Um, and it was kind of down to him that I I learned a lot of it for, to be honest. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as well, there's like a there's kind of like a newfound reason for rope bondage now because it 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 just like it it's almost like therapy for a lot of people, like. Yeah. People just get that, you know, that sub high um, and, you know, when they're feeling really stressed or their life's not going so great, they want to be tied because yeah. that's that's kind of like their absolute chill zone. That's where they feel at peace. And I, to I totally understand that. If you're doing like a four to five hour session with somebody and you mm. have the accent on and you're doing you're doing the character, how are you structuring that time? Like, obviously, there's got to be some a little break, a little downtime in the middle, something like that. Are you just kind of leaving and like, or you're just on the entire time? Like, how are you? So I, so I wasn't on the entire time the, because, so basically I would like put him into a position and then leave him there for a bit. And then I would like go through, make a cup of tea. Got it. I'd come yeah. back through and say like, how are you holding up? And then give him like a poke or whatever, or a little swing, you know, um, and then maybe change something or I'd say to him, you know, how how are your wrists feeling? How are your hands? Could you yeah. move them? Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of stuff. Um, so safety wise, just check. 
and then I'd maybe leave him in, you know, depends on what position it was. But yeah, not on all the time, that but most sense. of the time. And especially because he enjoyed being gagged, so there was absolutely no interaction. Oh, so perfect. sometimes, it depends on who it was with. That guy was okay, but there was definitely some people who came for like three, four hours and they enjoyed being gagged the whole time and they wouldn't speak. So by the end of it, I would feel fucking so exhausted because it was like a four-hour fucking monologue. Yes, yes, with like no input, no like... No interaction yeah. at all. And I, um, like, I can do that, but I, li- I like back and forth, you know, oh, like, yeah. I, I fucking... I think the hottest thing of a session is being able to ask them questions and them <laughs> telling you stuff. Like, if, I'm just, if I've just got nothing... I think everyone, well, I don't know about everyone, but, like, most of the people that I've spoke to, the ultimate nightmare client is just, like, the closed book. Yeah. Like, no sound. If you, ask them a wor- if you ask them a question, they'll just be like, yes, mistress. You're, like, <laughs> you're like, I need And that's more. it. But, like, apart from that, like, just dead silent and absolutely expressionless. Like, the amount of times I, I've probably went too far on a client just because I'm like, fucking, fucking say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking make a noise, for God's sake. Yeah. Do you think that people are nervous or do you think that they just like, that's just their, their thing? Like, what do you, what do you think, think so, that is? I think some of, the, some of them have to be nervous, but like other people, it's definitely just their thing. Cause I had a client in for two hours once um, a few years ago and I left the session feeling so shit because I was like, he fucking hated me. Like he answered the questions, but like never a grunt of pleasure or struggle, nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, not a fucking peep. And I left the session and I just felt so shit. My confidence was so knocked. I was like, that went really badly. That session went really badly. Oh, I feel fucking terrible. And he came back to me for years and not fucking once did I ever hear a grunt. And every wow. single time he visited me, I hated it. <laughs> so because sorry. I was just like, oh, here we go again. Just pure silence. And even at the end, I would try and speak to him because usually like, I'd give them a glass of water. I'd say, you know, how was that for you? How are you feeling? You yeah. got long to travel home, all that kind of stuff. And he would just be like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> okay. Come okay. on, guy. I need more than that. Nightmare. Yeah, that kind of sucks. You know, it's like, I don't know. Say something. Give me something to make fun of yeah, you for. Christ, I don't know. God. <gasps> um, so getting into like COVID times. How has that changed dom work for you? Has that, you know, how's it impacted stuff, I guess? Um, (laughs) So I'd say about a year, a year and a bit before COVID, I kind of started to focus online. Um, And that was purely because I lived somewhere that didn't really have access to a dungeon. Um, and it was like loads of travel time to get to a dungeon. Um, so I kind of had to still make money doing sex work, but I moved online. I was also seeing a lot of people make a shit ton of money online. So I was like, hey, I want a slice of that. Yeah, I could do uh, it. Not that I ever got it. But um, <laughs> so yeah, pan- pandemic rolled around. And um, I don't know about over there, but over here, it was like business is booming for online content. I think. Yeah. Because nobody could work. Everyone was just sitting at home having a wank. So I'd honestly say the first three months of lockdown over here were my best earning months online, at least. Wow. Wow. Um, So, yeah, not not bad. But, like, I 
I started, I think that's when I kind of started to really hate sex work was during the pandemic because it was all online. But not only that, because business was booming and because so many people found themselves going to sex work because they couldn't make money at their normal job because they weren't allowed to work, the amount of content that you needed to churn out to keep up with everyone else was insane. Like, and this was this was like sustained. This wasn't like you could do it for a month and then take a break because you needed to just keep it up and keep it up and someone else would be doing more for cheaper. And it was just never ending. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a, you have to keep feeding the machine. And, and it has stop, remained yeah. terrible. <laughs> it really sucks. And I'm kind of at this point where I've fed the machine for a while. And now I'm I fucking just, hate the machine. Fuck the machine. Too. I don't like the machine. I don't. But no. Nobody uh, likes the machine, but no. we are all slaves to the machine. I was about to say. Have you, have you seen my Four Chambers film? <laughs> no, I should. No, the the I've got a monologue in the in the Four Chambers film, and it's I am the machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like fuck the machine, but I'm like oh shit, I'm I am also the machine. Yeah, you are. Um, but yeah, I I, I e- hate everyone's it. in a DS thing with the machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a shame because I. I kind of fell out of love with sex work, but it was just because I think I started doing it in such like a good time to start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because only fans didn't exist. Like there was no subscription platforms at all when I started sex work and it was all in person and it was all really intimate and very, very cool. And just, yeah, I just, I, and now I'm like, Oh fuck. So I need to be a dominatrix and an only fans girl. Like, yeah and and the thing about being like an OnlyFans girl is like it's not just an OnlyFans girl that's 10% of it everything else is like getting people in like your entire existence becomes monetized it turns into a funnel like oh it's horrendous so it's horrendous yeah it's like I feel like it has like really big impact on stuff and it sucks um it's made social media not fun it's made like it's yeah. made me like second guess all these other endeavors I want to do because you know like post on social and things like that bomb when it's not just standing there in front of a mirror you know well that's the thing like I even what we're saying about the pandemic like because in the pandemic I had no choice but to be on OnlyFans constantly and social media by the time that we were allowed to work in person again I had lost all my confidence to work in person again because it had been so long since I'd actually donned someone in person um and as for like the the social media aspect of it I think especially when you've done sex work online you have it so ingrained in your head that no matter what you go on to do whether it's like a new business doing anything at all whether you do like nails or art or even like landscaping you need to be successful on social media and that's not true and the disgusting thing is right see if i post something and it gets like 137 likes i delete it because i'm like oh my god it's flopped yeah my post yeah. is flopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. How, how, I'm worried about being cool. How uncool is that? I'm the <laughs> uncoolest person in the world. But it's like, oh my God, my selfie's only got 500 likes and my last one got 1,000 likes. Oh, fuck off. I know. 
<laughs> it's not good for our brains. It's just like no, no. go I've, outside. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I've been calling like Instagram and all these things like softcore porn machines because that's it's like so bad. all they are. It's like the most like sexed up thing in the world, but there's like no sex allowed on it. And it sucks. It's like, so when you're scrolling, it's constantly just softcore porn being like shoved at you or it's like an ad for a mattress. And that is not good for the brain. No. Okay. You said something so that you said that it's your, how uncool is it of you to be worried about likes, whatever, whatever. Okay. You posted a reel and it hit me so hard. You I hit many of us. I know it did. It was about Ralph. And you're painting. And Ralph is, remind me of the creature that Ralph is. I forget. A mouse? Was a Ralph? rabbit? I think it was Ralph. No, it was a lamb, Ren. Oh my God. I'm so- <laughs> glad, glad it made such a fucking impression on you. <laughs> Everyone, I'm so sorry. Um, I apologize. <laughs> Ralph's a lamb. <laughs> you were painting and you were you had this monologue behind it where you said that you're scared to to say that you're not a dominatrix because it's not a cool because it's cool to say that you're a dominant everyone's like oh my god you're a dominatrix what's your craziest story you know and it's like and i feel that too so so much Mm -hmm. which is like general things it's like i want to make it's crushing me it's it's honestly it's crushing me and it's so funny because you're one of the coolest people I've ever like seen. I'm like, you're the Yeah, but am like- I not am I not cool though because I've like been a dominatrix for eleven years and I've got all the latex and I've seen <gasps> all the parties. I don't know. I mean, I guess I I guess I think you're cool because you're just like a funny person that like posts whatever you want to post. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. But I I do see what you're what you're saying, because I feel the same thing where it's like if I didn't do all like, you know post latex and things like that people wouldn't wouldn't want to follow me or whatever but it also sucks because i have this other <laughs> podcast i do and my co-host my friend cam and i we did a podcast in latex love cam love cam yeah he's great and we did a podcast and we we're in full body latex and that mm. podcast fucking crushed but the other ones when we're just talking about how we hate beans and, yeah Damn. beans whatever <laughs> it has like a hundred likes but then, you know, Latex All podcast destroys. And it's one I know. It's like... I know. And that's the thing. Because I actually had a, I had a conversation with my friend the other day. And she was kind of complaining about someone else we know. Because someone else we know has, like, her following has went through the fucking roof. And because of this, she's getting loads of brand deals and stuff. And it's really amazing for her. It's so good. She obviously works really hard. But the thing is, like... And my friend said to me, like, but I know what I need to do to get followers. I just need to post me in latex constantly. And it's true. It's true. It is true. I'll get you followers. But that's not who I am. I know. That's, <laughs> I know. That, that's like, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I know what's going to crush. I know it's going to do well, yeah. but I just don't give a fuck. And I'm kind of at a point now where it makes me angry. So I don't want to do it. So I'm doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I... I've got a dilemma right now, right? I've got an event on the same day that Barbie comes out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big day for you. (laughs) It's a huge day for me, okay? I understand. And it's a cool, it's a cool private kinky event, okay? And I'm there. I've been invited because of who I am. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I have plans to go see Barbie with my best friend. 
yeah. and it's on the same day and I was like oh do I go I said I was going but then I was like but I really want to go see Barbie with my best friend yeah and then my head immediately went oh but the party will look great on social media yeah yeah damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. die yeah stop this shut up shut up <laughs> yeah tell me it's poisonous it is poisonous it is bad it is bad do you um do you have any like okay so you're posting more of your art now and it's awesome and it's inspiring to me it's just my just my little animal it's ralph little lamb how are you like did you or mouse hmm? <laughs> or mouse or rabbit according to you everyone <laughs> not a rabbit or lamb okay <laughs> do you have any like I don't know, like new rules or like a like a little mantra. Like what was like? It seems like you made a decision. Am I wrong? I might be kind of putting this out there, but it seems like you're like fucking. I'm gonna do what I want to do. So I don't like. I don't know if you. So I started. I started painting a few years ago, and I actually. I don't know if you've seen them, but I did quite a lot of paintings of cam in full latex. Neat. I didn't. I should. Oh, you've not seen them? Yeah. So basically, I, I did loads of latex paintings and I'm very, really, very confident about anything, but these paintings are fucking hot shit, right? Yeah. I have never seen anyone paint anything like this. So I put them out there and they got thousands and thousands of likes. Loads of people wanted to like buy them, get prints yeah. them, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Because it's just another part of my life yes. that's about the exact same fucking thing. Yes. Yes. And I need... And what? I just need to keep painting latex every time I fucking paint so no. I stay relevant. Like, fuck this. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to paint latex anymore. Yeah, good. I'm going to paint a cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really like cats and I don't care if nobody likes it. Yeah, they're great. Um, but the thing is, I do care if people like it. That's the sad thing. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, to. Every, everyone listening, if you like it, please go ahead and, and, and drop it a like. Okay, please comment. And then I thought, I even thought, you know, oh, God, how can I combine the two? Maybe I should start painting cats in latex. And then I was like, no, 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 because I get hate for that because it's sexualizing an animal. People yeah. would think I was a furry. And yeah. unfortunately, furries furries are very stigmatized. There's lots yeah. of negativity around furries. You know, just that would also hurt the brand. There's a lot going on here, you know? There is. Yeah. There's a lot of things at play. Um, so, you know, but the thing is, I enjoy painting latex, but then... I immediately felt pressured to paint more. Yeah. And that's just what turned me right off it. And the thing is, I buy new latex because I love latex. And I put it on and I look good. But then I don't want to post a photo because I don't want to feed the fucking machine. That's how I feel. I'm like, fuck the machine. I don't want to do this. Fuck you, machine. But then I, but then I don't know if you. But it also affects your income. It does. But, it, and, but see, the weird thing about me is that I'll, like, put on an outfit. I'll look super cute. I'll go out and do something. I say to you myself. You look super cute in every outfit. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, So I go out and I live my life. I mm -hmm. order the coffee. I have fun in the world. Then I come home and I say to myself, before I take off this outfit, wash my face, I should post a picture of my story. I should I should document this. But then I say to myself, you know what? Fuck you, I'm not going to do it. But then the weird thing is that I feel like shit because I'm like, I missed this opportunity. And I think yeah, about I'm all saying. my friends that post yeah. constantly. And I'm like, I want to be just like her. And 
uh, it's it's just very difficult. Oh, uh, there's there's so there's so many things. Yeah. That go through your head. Yeah. And it, I don't think people who have never been like a content creator in any facet, like in any way whatsoever, would understand what the fuck we're talking about. But I'm the same. I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I've not posted on my story at all today. I yeah. feel really good. <laughs> And then I see someone else I know and they've posted loads of stuff and they've got loads of likes and they've got a cool new reel and oh yeah. my God, it's got 200 comments and I've posted nothing? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's bad. But I don't know. I do feel like I I have, I think I'm at a place now where I don't care and I'm only posting things that I like and want to do. That's kind Good, of, I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. It's been a journey <laughs> for me. It's been very therapeutic. Um, but I've also been like, I don't know, I just want to make stuff. So I'm going to start making things. I'm going to start doing photography. I'm start doing all these other items. I'm just yes. like, you know what? Fuck yes. it. I'm going to do it. Yes, you should. What else are you going to do apart from photography? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I can't draw. I can't. It's just... I mean, everyone can draw. Okay, everyone can stop. draw. I knew you were going to say that. And this is what Sorry. everyone in my life has said to me. But I don't, I, I don't understand how to do it. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Like perspective, I can't mm. see it. If something's from like the like a profile, like the side, it just doesn't make like oh, I don't. I can't draw. I think you can. No, I can't. I can't. But I'm telling you, you. How do you paint then? I can paint. I can paint really well, but I can't draw. I don't get the difference. I think that that might be the issue. I mean, I there's still shapes. You have to color them in. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I am. Um, <laughs> I can't explain. I don't know what's going on. Um. But yeah. No. I love that though. Like you're. You want to do shit. And you want to make shit. So that's yeah. what you're gonna do. And I think that's very much what I'm about now as well. Because I'm like, I no longer want to feed the machine. I'm sick of going online and seeing all the other stuff that people have made and yeah. feeling really shit about it. And also, I I have a I have a few really close friends who have just started sex work in like the last few years. Okay, but it's a very different world now starting sex work. So, like I said, it's it's mostly well, it's not mostly they do work in person, but obviously they also need to be really cool on social media. So yeah. they're posting like amazing photos of them in latex with like gimps and subs, and they're posting photos of them at parties in London. And I'm like, I want that to be me. I am so fucking jealous of these bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. But then I try and focus on the fact that I think my journey was better. because Agreed. I was going to say that. For years, there was not a thought in my head about how cool I was. When I was working in person, although I was posting on Twitter about availability and stuff, I just wasn't concerned with, obviously I, I wanted to look nice for my clients, but like I wasn't concerned with like curating an online fucking presence or brand or anything like that. Yeah. And I just, I just think, I just think my journey at the beginning must have been so much more enjoyable and not, not authentic, but like just, just easier in a way. That makes um, sense. So I, I try and focus on that when I get really jealous of my friends that have kind of just started and are down, you know, having a, an absolute blast at the coolest parties with all the coolest people. I'm just like, it's it's okay. It's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay, right? <laughs> right, right? That's fine. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you fully. I think, like, because I came in during the social media time, and it feels daunting. It feels brutal. It, like, it feels... Like every day I, I'm like spinning plates and like, okay, there's threats and there's Instagram and there's Twitter and there's TikTok and this is like everything is going on. And so I, I, I am envious of you and I'm sure that your friends are also envious of your me? time coming in. Yeah, You're envious of me? Yeah, Why? Yeah. Because you got to what? do it when it doesn't, when you don't have to worry about this little, this little uh, softcore right, yeah. porn brick, you know, in our pockets. And that's cool, you know? But yeah. hey, the grass is always greener. Ralph very true and that this is what i've been trying to i've been trying to explain to myself multiple times um because you know i'm seeing i'm seeing all these amazing amazing sex workers posting their content t literally 24 7 like they they are constantly all i see on my yeah. phone is them yeah and i'm like wow one how are they doing it two why can I not function like that? Like, what is wrong with my brain yeah. that I'm unable to, like, work that efficiently? Um, well, I think it's more than one human. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's a lot of people. You've, you've started mumbling again. <laughs> I, going back to my roots. Um, you know, I think, it's, I, think, I think it's, like, people having teams, you know? Maybe not everyone, not everyone, not everyone, not yeah. everyone. But I, 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 that's the thing that's kind of annoying to me is, like, but some people, some people that do post twenty four seven don't have teams. Yeah. It's just them. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. I, no. Maybe it's like maybe it's like coming into it and being like prepared for it is like this is what it is. Like this is the ecosystem that I'm entering. So it's like mm -hmm. if you enter it, you're like this is all I know. I don't know. I think I I think there was a there have been a few girls in the last like five years. And they have came out and said, like, they made a conscious decision to commit to online sex work for, like, three years. And I'm talking, like, all day, every day, they did nothing else. And they've made bank, and then they're out, and they're back to life. But that's, that's like, 20, that's 24-7 every day. And yeah. I, I've actually spoke to a girl who's done this. And she like worked her tits off for three years. And don't get me wrong, it paid off. But for me, that's a lot of laughter with my friends that I've missed out on. Yes. That's a lot of good meals and coffees and dogs that I haven't met. You know, if I've just if I've just been in the house, for me personally, that I couldn't do it. That my brain would just explode. Like I would be so depressed. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same where it's like and if you're if everything you do is about content creation once that's not there you're kind of like okay now what do i do and i'm not saying that that's what's happening with this person but for me it was like like if, if i was doing that for three years it's like then how do you get going out and surfing or going out and like doing stuff back into your rotation because you've optimized all these aspects of your life it's like you know, it's why, like, people after they retire usually take jobs, you know? It's, like, because they're just kind of bored. And, but you're, you're very right. I think another thing worth um, worth mentioning, especially about, well, not actually about online sex work, just sex work in general, because of the way that we live now and the way that we advertise ourselves, you'll know it as well as I do. Like, the more you're online, the more money you make. So you have no cap to how much you earn. 
So yeah. if you if you take any time off, you're so hard on yourself because it's like it is up to me. It like the the earning potential for sex work is insane. Yes. Like even now the market's really saturated, there are still ways to make loads and loads of money, but you need to be constant. Yeah. And the punishment, the like hatred you have for yourself when you take any time off, because there's no hourly wage, there's no sick pay. The only person that's responsible for how much you're making and how well your life is going financially is you. Yeah. And that just, I, I ended up hating myself because I was like, I want to make this amount of money. But then when I made that, that wasn't enough. I wanted to make more and more and more. When would it be enough? I don't think it would have ever been enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think like having an out point or something like that or having like some kind of goals is so so important with it because if not you'll go crazy you know because i do that oh, God, too. Yeah. you know it's like yeah. i can't sit there online all day long like some some days like a week i'll sit online for 15 hours a day and it's cool but then i'll go in a week and i can't do anything so it's like i can't feel bad about that you know because i have especially when you especially when you don't have a team like i've never had a team i had a yeah. personal assistant for a bit but i've never had a team and i think when you are doing it just solo, finding the middle ground of like because not only is it like the more you're online the more money you make but you need to be consistent consistency is the number one thing and i am consistent with nothing <laughs> And no matter, no matter how, like, even though I know that consistency is key and that would, that would be better for me financially than being online 24-7 for a week and then nothing for three yes. days, I still could not manage it. Yeah. Like, I could never get the balance right. Yeah. And I just, I, I worried and was so horrible to myself because I was just like, why is your brain not like everybody else's? <laughs> Why can't I make, why can't I do it? I'm watching other people do it. Why can't I? Yeah. But you're just a different person. You know? Yeah. You're just well, different. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, I never made OnlyFans bank. I'm not, like, porn superstar. And that's okay. It is okay. Like I said in the video, that, like I said in the video, you know, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. all right, okay, I'm not cool. That's, that's okay. Like, my friends still like me. That's fine. <laughs> well, I on think. that note, they like you, I promise. And you are also one of the coolest people uh, in the world. What do you have coming up? What are you excited about? What are you doing? Maybe oh. you. Maybe what are you doing for dinner tonight? Or maybe what are you doing this week? Or maybe bigger? I Anything coming uh, up? Do you know what? I'm going to talk about something really simple. I am... Um, I've been enjoying baking a lot. That. I love that. And it's just so simple. And do you know what, right? I, I've been enjoying baking and I've also been enjoying gardening. Oh my god, and I, I love it. Hate myself for it. I don't I don't want to be that guy. I did the garden and I could not believe how much I enjoyed it. It's it's the most I've enjoyed anything for years. I think it's a human thing. We wanna do and it. I, we wanna get dirty. I wanna punch myself in the face for it. Yeah. Don't. Don't, don't. Because I'm like, these things you're enjoying, they're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cool. If you post a video of you gardening, yeah. nobody's going to like it. No. 
Nobody's going to pay you for it. Nobody's, you're not sexy doing the garden okay, over your trouble. Here's my question. Have you thought about gardening in latex? Because maybe that will. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll get it in the mainstream. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I am, I am just living the slow life at the moment. I, I love it. I signed up to do a degree of um, forensic psychology. Um, which I will be starting in October because I was very daunted to start studying again and very much kind of towards not the end I've obviously still I'm still doing sex work to a degree but like in the last kind of year or so I was like how am I how am I ever going to get out of sex work like I've been doing this for 11 years and it's the only thing I've done um my CV is looking very suspicious yeah. <laughs> Can you explain this 12-year gap in your resume, please? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I was sucking dick on the internet. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just living so... I'm waiting for my degree to go. I wanted to do kind of like working with animals, but I didn't have the qualifications to get into any of the courses. And then I kind of thought, what else am I passionate about? So I'll be studying forensic psychology. I am working with a few animal rescues and paintings and stuff. I've got a lot of paintings planned um, and yeah, I've just, um, I will do some fetish paintings again soon to make myself some money uh, and obviously I've got, I've got two books coming up as well. What are your um, books? So I've got the second installment of Rotten Apple. Um, so obviously the first one was out in 2021, um, second is going to be hopefully at the end of this year. Um, and even writing wise, still kinky, still loads of incest, still loads of horrible kind of fetishy stuff. I've written a collection of kind of really weird, dark fairy tales. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be releasing them as well. It's just like yourself, what you said, like there's things I want to do and there's things I want to make. And I'm just desperately trying to break free from the chains of the content machine. <laughs> Well, these are chains that I believe in you. <laughs> I know you're going to break them. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Where I can people so. find these books and paintings and things? Oh, well, I just, I'm mostly on Instagram, to be honest. Um, I don't really use much else. I feel like I'm getting old now. I don't want to use social media anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would really, in, in you're gonna get my on dream, Facebook soon. In my, don't. I had to join Facebook the other day. Of course, of course you did. <laughs> it's just because. They, there's a rescue and they were like oh we have a chat on Facebook and yeah. I was like oh I'm not on Facebook and they were like oh well could you join and yeah. I'm like oh that's how okay. it starts now you got Facebook Messenger they're gonna be like oh you need this Hotmail account too oh my god yeah this is how it yeah. works you're gonna start I'm calling old. people instead of texting them Jeez, no never <laughs> never never the dread that fills me when my phone rings I know I know so yeah I'm just um I'm just allowing myself to be, I think. The slow life. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really poor now, you know. <laughs> but again, it's just, it's just another thing that's okay. You know, like. It is okay. I chased, I chased the dream. I chased the money for a long time and it just never came. And I was so angry about that for so long. Yeah. And I saw people, you know, doing less that were making more money. 
And it, it just got to the point where I just had so much anger that I was just like, this isn't right. Like, yeah. I cannot live like this. You just need to let go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to plant some rose bushes. I love that. I love And bake that. more, bake some more banana bread for my elderly neighbor. And paint some cats that need some homes. Honestly, it sounds like you're living the dream. It's incredible. I just, I very much, especially due to social media, I I think the world's not very great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the state of it, um, especially, you know, there's a lot of hatred um, yeah. at the moment and it seems to just be getting worse and worse. It's almost like time's going backwards. Um, and it's, on, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and... Although, you know, sex work for me has been a wonderful, wonderful, like, job, I still feel very strongly about it. We'll always advocate for sex workers and stuff. Um, I just I just really want to work hard on putting whatever kindness and softness into the world that I can. Um, because I there's just really not enough fucking going around right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for chatting with me. You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to actually chat to you finally. I know. It's so cool. Um, You're so cool. Oh, my God. We are so cool. You know what? (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) Look at us. Well, look. um, Good luck on your gardening adventures and your banana bread. I can't wait to see pictures of it. (laughs) Or not. Thanks. (laughs) 